0: On Course.
1: At this point in the story, here's what has happened. Elisha has served the Lord. He has predicted a a drought and a famine, and they both have have happened. He he has battled with the prophets of Baal and of the grove on the mountain and called down fire from heaven. And God consumes the, uh, the fire, I mean the, uh, the sacrifices. They kill 850 prophets, 400 of Baal, 450 of the grove. He's doing all these powerful things and then he gets to this place after seeing God do all these amazing things. And here's what the Bible says. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel, the king told Jezebel, everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal, verse 2. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. Now, imagine, now remember, he has seen God do all these things. I mean, not little things. God was moving like crazy in Elijah's life. And here's what she said. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Now, wait a minute. Let's stop. Elijah had just mocked her prophets up on on Mount Carmel because they were calling for their gods. Then their gods didn't show up. So here's what Elijah said. He said, call them louder. They may be on vacation. Or maybe they sleep. Because he knows there, there are no gods. He, it's just idols. But when she says she's swearing to him by her gods who don't exist, that she won't kill him. What do you think he would do? The man of God, after experiencing all that he's experienced, he's going to stand on the mountain, hold his, his, his rod in his hand, um, beard blown in the wind, and to tell that woman to come out here. Right? I mean, or he's going to send one of his junior prophets to tell Jezebel, I'm not to be fooled with. I'm not one of your little prophets that died up on the mountain. I'm the real deal. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, I mean he's seen everything. He, he would send his, you, okay, he, you would think he would send his resume. Don't forget who I am. Google me. I'm Elijah. I'm the one that said it was going to rain. and It didn't rain for three years. I'm the one that says it's going to be a fe- You would think he would do that. When I read verse 3 the first time, I thought I'd missed something in the story. The Bible says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. So I thought maybe there was a verse two and a half that we missed. Uh, yeah, yeah. How are you afraid when you just did all what you... Th- now, here it says, the Bible says, he was afraid for what she said. He fled for his life. He went to Bathsheba, a town in Judah, and, uh, and he left his servant there. Now, let me tell you something. You, the Bible doesn't tell you, tell you this, but if you calculate you've ever been over to that part of the world, or you do the study, he actually took off. He, he went a hundred miles on foot. Verse 4 says, He went along into the wilderness traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. And here's what he said. I have had enough. I have had enough. Say that out loud. I have had enough. I wanted you to hear yourself say it because you said it on the inside. And so I wanted you to hear what it sounds like out loud. I'm going to tell you what happened. You say, well, Pastor, everything is going wrong. Well, it wasn't going wrong for him. Everything was going right. But you know what Satan does that I want you to pay attention to? He said, Pastor, I don't get this. He's seen all these miracles. What's going on? It was one battle too many. I'm going to tell you something. You, if you don't watch your faith, if you don't watch your, your, your spiritual, if you don't gauge your spiritual life, You can be overwhelmed. It could be just one. It's not a big deal. He knew there were no gods. They were just idols. It was was Jezebel. It wasn't Ahab when the king was the queen talking junk. I mean, come on. But it was just one battle too many. And here's the interesting thing. God was the one that was choosing him for the battle. And he says, I've had enough. I've had enough. Have you... Recently, or sometime in your life, come to the place where you felt you had enough. Mm-mm, I want to see your hand. You had enough? You had enough? Talk back to me. Tell me some things that happened that bring you to the place, man. I, I'm just. T- what, what What are some of the things that happened? You don't, don't be specific. Don't be personal. Generally speaking, what are some of the things that happened that make you go? Huh? Death of a loved one. Financial struggle. Huh? Pain, family challenges, you you may be taking care of a loved one that you just... Give me some more. Uh, Illness, relationship breakdown. Huh? In the back? Shout out. Hmm? Kids? (laughs) Why was that closer to the top? (laughs) Go to your room. I've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. That's what we say. And here's what he says to the Lord. He says, take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Let me tell you what he was saying. Everybody look at me. I want you to help you out. He was saying that the dead people are better off. And I'm gonna tell you some of the things you've said in your struggle. I wish I was never born. But you know what? You're not the first person to say it. Job said it. Jonah said it. Moses said it. What we're seeing here, he's not the only person that ever said that. You could go down the list, there's a litany of people in scripture that got to this place right here. They were winning. They were winning. And one thing went wrong. It was just one battle too many. And they didn't feel like continuing. If you think. Here's the thing that gets me about a lot of the saints. When when we talk about continuing. Most of the saints have already stopped trying. They stopped going. They stopped being faithful. They stopped expecting. They've already stopped. You've already stopped. It's it's like you're you're, you're in place. You're, You're not going forward. But. And when you, when you, say, when the Lord says continue, you're like, how? What I mean, I, and this is the number one complaint I hear in your work with me. I'm really, I need to get to where you are, and, and the Lord has taken us there. Here's the thing that happens to us we start saying, I'm waiting on God. I prayed about this a long time ago. What is God doing? How many of you feel like, to some degree, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to judge you. You say, Pastor, I've been praying about this for a long time. I've been waiting on God. Put your hand up. I've been waiting on God. Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to show you some areas in, in the word where you have to continue. Okay? Notice about the Lord. When the word wait, I'm going to do a whole series on wait before the years out. i got about four or five more W words to, to dig into. When the Lord takes you to wait, it doesn't mean to stop. They're two different words. When the Lord takes the weight, what he 's saying is, i need you to hold out for me in, in what you're doing there are two parts there's an earthly part and there's a heavenly part there's a visible part, there's, a, there's an invisible part. you got it? God is, when God says the wait, he 's saying the invisible part is not going to happen yet, but it doesn't mean stop doing the visible part You keep doing what you're doing. continue doing what you're doing because it's your, watch this now, you doing what you're doing generates Steam, so to speak. So that when the invisible part shows up, you're ready for it. And everything around you is ready for it. Amen. So for 120 years, Noah builds an ark. And God, the people are talking crazy to Noah, but God tell him, continue building. But the people calling me crazy, keep building. God says, just continue. And so he's working on this big old ship. What The crazy thing about it is this. I went to a volcano in St. Lucia. And the volcano erupted uh, hundreds of years ago and they built an entire city in the mouth of the volcano. Seven, I said, when, so when we going to get to the volcano? Here's what the, the guy told me. He said, sir, um, you got into the volcano seven and a half miles ago. I said, but the houses here. He said, yep. I said, y'all live in the volcano? He said, yep. I said, y'all crazy. He said, no, we're not. He said, Here's what he told me. If we will know and, and the thing was bubbling. No, it was, it was bubbling. I was taking pictures and videos and trying to stay as far as I could. But what was interesting, he said this. This is what he told us. He said, we will know when it's time to leave. And I said, how? He said, the animals always leave first. So Noah gets finished building his ark and all of a sudden, the animals. You thought, how, how do you think the animals get to the, got to the ark? You think he he had a whistle, <laughs> some silent whistle? No, the animals knew because they're connected to the Creator. Something about to go down, and all of a sudden they come. This here comes this migration to the ark. Nor did nothing. All he did was stay faithful and kept building the ark. God just says to you, stay faithful. How do you not know that how God is going to come through for you is when you get done raising those children, he's going to bless them. You don't know. Your assignment in the earth was probably just to raise the greatest kids. That will become some of the greatest people that will change the generation. And you don't ever know. It's been, it's been done before. But I want God to bless me. He's going to bless you. But not in this season. In this season, you pour out. In this season, you remain faithful. In this season, you continue. What is it doing? It is smoothing your edges, building your faith, strengthening your hands, giving you resolve, preparing you for the next life. Watch this. And then when God gets ready, he's
0: going to bless you here and prepare you to go there. You see how this works? You've got, you got to stay faithful. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit encourage your heart and empower your walk subscribe today to Heart ramsey's uplift amen pick up the new release from stellar award nominees Heart ramsey and the ncc family choir titled true story featuring the lead single it is so Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey in the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey.
1: Now, now, this story is interesting. I've had enough. And and we all get there. I mean, uh, you, you know, people feel bad when I say this, but I've tried a million ways to get out of this assignment. I did I, because my thing was, you know, the, the most interesting to me is the people that know me know this about me. I have a really big heart. I guess that's why they call me heart. I have a really big heart. And, and so um, and for, for, I spent my entire adult life giving away, covering people, blessing people. That's what I do. And so once, when, when my situation happened, I expected a harvest. I'm going to share something with you. You don't schedule your harvest. God schedules your harvest. And watch this now. You may say, well, I need it right now. No, God knows better than you when you need it. He does. And the harvest is going to come up when it's supposed to come up. And there are times where I'm going to show you something. You will sow seed and it's, the harvest doesn't come up in your garden. It comes up in someone else's garden. And God commands them to bring it to you and say the, wow. to show his faithfulness. And I'm going to tell you something right now. The, the greatest test of your humility is to do something for God. It gets hard, and you want to quit, and God tells you to continue, and you continue with the attitude that you're doing God a favor. I'm going to church, buddy, you and know, I ain't happy. I'm, just, I'm a to but I'm, I'm doing for No, no, no. See, if you, if, you, if you continue with the wrong attitude, it's going to benefit others, but it's going to make you bitter. It's going to damage you. When you can, the, the, the first rule of continuing is to make sure your heart is in it. I'm going to talk to some people that's watching me, maybe by streaming faith. Let me tell you this, I'm gonna, this is a very important thing. You, if you're in your marriage, you're in your marriage, and you want your marriage to last, do, do not stay in it with the wrong attitude. You have to recommit to it. You have to, you have to, you can't be in there, with well, my, my mate don't have the right attitude. Do you, I'm telling you, take it from me. You got to have the right attitude. That's right. Yes, sir. How can I have an attitude where well, they, they don't have the right attitude? So everything you do is dependent on them. What about the Lord? What about the Lord? Do you notice something with Elijah? He never once factored God in. He got tired and he said he hasn't had enough. He's ready to die. Now, when James mentioned Elijah, it's very interesting. Put James chapter 5 verse 17. I want to show you something. Is this helping you? Yeah. I want to show you something that's very interesting. When James mentioned Elijah, he could have said a lot of things about Elijah, but here's what he said. He said, e- Elijah was as human as we are. Now we see what his problem was. What was his problem? Now, what is it? People say, well, I don't like you using that excuse. I'm only human. Well, you are only human. And here's the problem. We look at people and we say, but you're a prophet. But he's a person. But he's a prophet. But he's a per- Here's what you need. To- don't miss this. You are a person before you're anything else. Yeah. And what we saw in First King 19 was not the prophet struggling. No, the prophet was winning. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. The prophet was winning. The person was losing. And sometimes you gift to be winning and you can be losing. And I want to put it a different way. It, you know, my, my daughter, my daughter, uh, uh, one of my daughters, uh, uh, I was doing, texting with them the other day. And, and she was sharing just some hardships she was going through. And, and finally, she says, she was, just went to, down all these things that were wrong. And she, at the end of it, she says, shaking my head, I'm losing. And my response was not losing your learning. And so I want to offer that to you. Your gift could be winning while you're learning. Amen. The gift is not for you. Right. The God gives you the gift to give to other people. But what you're going through to make this gift available to others, that thing can be a whole course in, in how to be or how not to be. The Bible says this. The Bible says, Elijah was as human as we are. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Verse 18 says, then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. The, 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 um, the Apostle James says, Elijah's situation was that he had power with God. But he perceived this power only came through his gift or his call and not as his person. So, so when we look at First King 19, he said, I've had enough, he was done. Right now... make, Make this note for yourself. Whenever I feel like stopping, whenever I feel like stopping, it means I'm doing it in my own strength. Whenever I feel like stopping, that means whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it in my own strength. You got it? Whenever I feel like stopping, that's a good indicator that I'm doing it in my own strength. And so I'm going to give you this. A matter of fact, I won't get to the seven tonight. I'm going to just give you, let's we're going to just deal with this. Put Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32 on the screen for me. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 32. The writer of Hebrews is telling, now the book of Hebrews is one of those books in the New Covenant or the New Testament that was written not to Gentile Christians, but to Jewish Christians, Hebrews or, or Jewish Christians and um. But there's there's a lot that we can learn from this book. He was reminding them about when they first came to the Lord. Now, remember, the Hebrews came to the Lord from Judaism. In other words, they had to change from from Saturday worship. They had to change from all of the the ways of Judaism. They they, they couldn't hang out with Gentiles. And there's a whole lot of rules that they had, 613 rules they they were keeping. And when they first came to Christ, he reminded them. He said, think back on those early days. When you first learned about Christ, remember how you remained faithful. Watch this now. Even though it meant what? Yes. Now here's the question: Can you remain faithful although you're going through? I'll tell you what it means. Let me let me, t- let me help you out with this. When you when, lot, when the Lord allows you to go through hardship or suffering, he, it means that He's putting you through a process of development. You're growing. He's stretching you. God never stretches us or matures us or grows us without an intended goal, without a purpose in mind, without something he wants us to do, something that we've asked him about. It's, It's not arbitrary. What you're going through right now is God tempering you. He's reaching into his toolbox and he uses people as chisels. He uses situations as sandpaper. You got it? God, God, God will nail you to a wall in, in, in a situation to stabilize you, to teach you different things. But what he's doing, he's working on you. The Bible says in Philippians 2 that God is at work within you. Both are to willing to do his good pleasure. He's working on you. You can't, if you give up, he has to stop working. Or he has to work a different way. You got it? You got just you, Listen, and every time you start over. He has to start over, and not necessarily start over in his work. He has to start you over in your thinking, and then so you could pick up where he left off. Okay, now watch this. He says, "Book of verse 33. He says, "Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten, and sometimes you were helped. Sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things." Verse thirty-four. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you own was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. Can you believe God let all this happen to them? The Lord, why would he allow this to happen to them? Because God understands that what you go through is not as important as what you become. What you go through is not as important as what you become. Okay, now watch this. He says, um, you knew... I love this part. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Here's why we go through it because we know there are better things waiting for us. You all ain't excited about that? No, it doesn't bless you at all. It doesn't, it doesn't resonate anywhere. No. Okay. Okay, look at, <laughs> look at verse 30. So do not throw away this confident. Trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings. Let me give me one more verse on that. Now, this is what I want you to see. Look at it real good. We're going to read it together. Ready? Read. Patient endurance is what you need now. Why? Okay, wait a minute. So he says... What I the thing that I need to be able to continue to do God's will or continue on is I need God to give me patient endurance. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. James said the trial of your faith provokes the patience that's in you to come to the forefront. This whole thing is about it's about teaching you how, how to how to be patient, how, how to how to how to how to, uh, to go through. How to stay under. How to endure certain things. And if you, keep, if you keep responding the same way, then the, the same trials will come because there's a lesson to be learned. Yes, I'm going to use myself as an example. Now, I, on, on social media, and social media is, is here's what's good about social media. You have access to people. Here's what's bad about social media. You have access to people. <laughs> For introvert is a two-edged sword. I love it and I hate it. Now, now, this is the thing. I used to go, if I, the, my pet peeve is if you see me put something on social media, okay, any kind of encouragement, you have to understand that that thing cost me some skin. I got skin in the game. In other words, I went through something that comes out, it's birthed out of pain. It's, the revelation comes out of seeking the Lord, out of going through something. So when I put it out there and put my name on it, is mine. I'm sharing it with you because God gave it to me as a gift for what I went through. Do you know what? <laughs> that people will find creative ways. They will sit there in front of a computer and figure out a way to get your name off of it. So they could put it on their page and appear smart. And if you saw me, maybe just six months ago, I would go off. I'm talking about off. I've told people, shut up. I mean, have you ever seen me go off like just melt down? So it kept happening. And so I asked the Lord, what am I, what's going on? And God says, it's going to continue to happen till I see you respond properly. So I can't say anything. God says, not that you can't say anything. But you can't carry on like that. I mean I was embarrassing the same. I come up no, I'll go I get a, a Twitter. Oh Lord. How many of you ever see me no, I'm talking about the one some have i m I've told people I remember I told atheists one time, I said, I said, Is, is that the best you got? I said I thought atheists were smart. I said the devil has no respect for me. He sends a dumb atheist after me and says, go away. You're wasting my time. I actually told a person that. I've said mean things to people on social media. Don't judge me. If, if they did, the, you look at me like, I can't believe it. You better believe it. There's a prophet, but there's a person. And here's the interesting thing. This. So, so this morning, and people, I'm going to tell you I love the saints. One of the saints tagged me. They had, to, they had to be creative to size it and put. And so finally, I went on the guy's page. <laughs> I saw it. And, and, and people commenting. And this is the part that gets me. People are like, Good word, man. He's like, Thank you. Thank you, nothing. <laughs> How am I going to labor before the. <laughs> Good word, brother. Hey, Amen. I needed that. The Lord speaking through you. You're a man of God. And he ain't saying nothing. I'm mad now. Right? So. <laughs> I wrote this long thing, and the Lord, I could feel the Spirit of God just over me breathing, like, You are not going to post that. And so all I put was, dude. (laughs) And I took a picture of the original and just set it on his timeline. That's all I did. I said, God, you handle that. I was done. You said, Pastor, you shouldn't have said nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, step at a time. That's a victory for me. Give me my victory. That's a victory in Jesus' name. See, see, I didn't melt down, I didn't go off. I just, you see, and if the day's gonna come where well, I'm gonna be good with it. But I'm not good with it now. Now, how many of you see that? That's what He's doing with you. The reason that you keep going through the same thing over and over again, because you keep giving the same responses. After a while, you got to learn. Some things you just have to... I mean, ultimately, some things you can't ignore them, but you've got to just change the way you handle it. Okay? Now, I'm speaking by the Spirit of God for somebody. Your mother-in-law rubs you the absolute wrong way. Keep looking straight. Don't don't, don't give it away. (laughs) And your whole thing is, you respect me, and God is trying to tell you, wait. Why don't you... You're in the midst of an honor honor test. It's an honor test. You have to honor her, not because she treats you right, but because of who she is. Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. You see, you're lost already. Because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something about some tests. You have to be humble enough. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Most of us are going through what we're going through because we're not humble. Here's the trick to start noble. You've got to be humble. There's a trick to winning after failure. you got to be humble. You, you got to be willing to go and do your first works again. You have to be willing to acknowledge people. Let me tell you something. There are people who are going to have authority in the situation that shouldn't have authority. And you got to be good with it. You know why? You have to say, it came from God. Here's a story. Absalom comes and he takes over the kingdom. David is running for his life. While David is heading out of Jerusalem, there's a man, I don't remember what his name was, exactly but he was he start hurling insults from the hill at david he literally took stones and started throwing them at david and david's men were like do you want us to go kill him and david said no and here's what david said that blew me away david said how do you know that god didn't tell him to curse me and throw stones at me?
0: we hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of on course with heart ramsey we invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Heart Ramsey on Facebook at Heart Ramsey Media and on Instagram at Pastor Heart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's word as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.